0: I don't
1: know about Cassie, but yes. How you don't like Cassie? So how do you like how you like how you like Donna, but you don't like Jean? Don is Donna great. is basically Jean. Donna is She's like Amazon. Jean. Please don't disrespect. She's Amazonian Jean.
0: Donna. She Labu is she always like cool. talking about like no. Not you will not get over the fact that she ran out let Starfire and killed those people that one time. <laughs> did it every single
2: time. time. <laughs> and you are just <laughs> not letting it <laughs> <you> go. <laughs>
0: He is going to be like obsessed with her. He is going to be obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. So, and it's like, and then you got Jim Bartell doing covers. Like, and her covers are so cute. I thank you. I love her art. It's really good. Jack of Hearts and She Hulk. Wow.
1: Ah. You really won. You won. <laughs> I All right, y'all, welcome back to another episode of another relaunch. Oh, you know what? This week I am going to be, um, who am I feeling? Have I been Susan Storm? I don't think I've been the invisible woman yet. That's who we're gonna be.
0: Oh, oh! Can it be the suit the that, had the, um, that had the cutout, the boob cutout, the four costume? Oh, hot girl suit. That was <laughs> that's that's top my... top <laughs> top. Um, I'm well, I'm going to be Jack of Hearts because he's having quite the resurgence this year. 2022 is going to be even better. Love that for me
1: already in reckoning war
0: and he's gonna be in she-hulk wow no shout out to slot i know a lot of people don't like slot and i feel like i've said this before but i personally have never read a bad comic book by dan slot okay and i've I've heard great things about his she-hulk and bringing jack of hearts back it's just like the taste factor is there it's immaculate I think he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. I think he has me blocked on Twitter, which I don't know why, because I've never said anything bad about him. <laughs> but, um, probably said something. I think, I honestly think I'm, like, collateral damage. You know how, like, sometimes I might retweet something, or, something, or like, maybe I was, like, <laughs> blocked my association. You know, some people, there's a thing called blockchain, where if you block yeah. someone, it'll, like, block everyone that person follows as well.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you may have got you may have got hit with a sh- tray. Yeah, I think so. Unblock me, really Dan. Know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? Um, I feel great. I think you know it was Christmas. I didn't really do too much. Yes, I, and Merry Christmas. Know, some family. My mom brought me some food, which was like fantastic. Uh, that's nice. Uh, love when that happens because the Lord knows I don't like to cook. But other than that, <laughs> well, how about you? You know, yeah, it was Christmas. I just
1: kicked it. Um, You know, FaceTime the fam, say what's up yeah. to everybody. You didn't go back um, this year? I was not going back. No, it's too cold. <laughs> I'm not doing
0: that. That's the word. I've, um, it, it finally, like, got cold here in D.C. It's been, like, weirdly in the 70s and stuff every day. But, like, this past week, it, it dropped below the, like, 50s, I want to say. I don't know. I'm not going outside. I have been in the house. I've been replaying Destiny which has been fantastic mm. my hunter class if you guys are into destiny and you don't join me yet to play i'm kind of building myself back up it's not looking good but in a few weeks pass me the names and we can do yeah i was gonna say the same because i I'm also like
1: on destiny but you gotta give me some time right now <laughs> i need better gear i need better gear okay <laughs> But all right, let's go ahead and get into these comics of the week. Up uh, first is Nubia and the Amazons, number three. And this is written by Vita Ayala and Stephanie Williams with art by Althea Martinez and Domo Stanton. And uh, yeah, we're learning more about the Mascara and like and Nubia and all of the different like challenges that she's had to face, and all of the, the Amazons kind of getting reacclimated to living again because they were part of the Well of Souls before. Um. So, we, This issue opens with some of the Amazons like uh, going fishing, and they like get this behemoth mm. of a shark thing that they mm-hmm. caught, that they catch. And Bia is having some like problems, and then later we find out that she's like having some visions. Uh, she's basically gonna be an oracle. Yeah. Um, then there was another Amazon, Andromeda, and she is she ends up getting possessed by Medusa. But it seems as though she like kind of. Like, not asked for it, but, like, allowed. Yeah, she like, I kind of got
0: that vibe, too. She <laughs> plod, she's nasty. Yeah. I don't trust.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I oh, don't know what's going on there, because it looked like you were, like, okay with that. Um, yeah, and then we get some... We get Bia having her oracle vision of, like, this woman who was bound and tied and thrown into the ocean, and there was, like, these other women at the bottom who were, like, reaching for her, but they were stones. And um so you have no idea what's going on there, but it's a sad vision. And then um Nubia is waking up with Habu Thing mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. in her in her bedchamber together, you know. I um, would have liked her to, to be my,
0: a black woman, but shout out to her at least being not white. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. One day, one day we'll get it. <laughs> one day, <laughs> 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 almost.
1: <laughs> so cool. Um, but Nubia is having these like issues with basically acclimating to being queen and no longer the guardian of of uh, Doom's door. She feels as though she's like still like stuck in warrior mode, basically. Um, and then Andromeda shows up and she attacks, and this is where and you know, Nubia kicks ass. And um yeah, yeah, they have like this cool fight scene. And uh yeah, she and Jamada is ends up like kind of coming to with from Medusa, like controlling her, and then like uh yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? What don't Man, you know? Nubia's Are you perfect. not? <laughs> <laughs> i think she's really perfect i think she's she's yes she's got a little bit of the perfection <laughs> filter on her but yeah. again i think i don't mind if for nubia nubia is like kind of still in my eyes a little bit of a new character yes she's had some appearances here and there and that whatever like in the 90s but For most part, this is probably the biggest telling of her that we have and, like, getting to know her personality and everything that goes about her. I've said this before. I think she has about as much personality as Diana has. And reading this, does that not change that? They are very similar in the way that they (laughs) act. And it's like they're sisters. So, but at the same time, we've let Diana do it for 80 years. I'm fine letting Nubia do it as well. Let Nubia do it,
1: too. That's right. Yeah. That's when I was reading this, so I was like, oh, this is just like a, a Wonder Woman.
0: So, mm-hmm. um yeah. nice. now I think we're going be... nice. to She looks good.
1: She does look good. Yes, I do love all of the different like armors and stuff that she's been wearing in in these books. I like that they've changed them every yeah. issue too. So like she's switching up if costumes was...
0: and stuff. You know. Yeah, it was like she's got a few looks already, which is like really nice. She mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I like that a lot. So yeah, we're basically um Doom's doorway has been like kinda creeping out. So we're gonna be seeing what's going on with her and Medusa. Yeah. How, this, is this I kinda like that they're like building Medusa as like her like villain. Yeah. Is that gonna How be like, that? like her like you she know. Needs like, I mean her arch villain.
0: Yeah, that would be Cersei, good I, I guess it's like Diana. Diana. Is. So yeah. That makes sense. And like diana has killed medusa before yes or like i am apparently she's still allowed so maybe not uh i don't think so
1: <laughs> whatever but you I know mean, she, you know she don't really be killing her villains i mean i know <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's six issues and this is number three so we still got like a few more to okay. get through and like I, see I, I, Oh, I'm still intrigued by the story, and I know it's supposed to also tie it to Trial of the Amazons, which I'm, like, very excited for. So I don't know, I'm, I'm here. I appreciate what this team is doing. I wonder
1: if Nubia is going to get, like, another, like, mini or an a, a actual
0: ongoing after the Trial of the Amazons. I think that would be ideal. I think what DC is mm-hmm. really doing with Nubia and Yara and expanding their Amazon line is, like, fantastic, and I think Cassie isn't really a character who you can get to carry a book. Artemis is not really, like, a solo character just yet. A lot of her stuff is still tied into either Diana uh, or the Outlaws when she goes off and hangs with them. And Donna is just too convoluted. Don't know why they got time for that. That's my girl, though. <laughs> so I think kind of using like, Diana, Nubia, and Yara is like, the three to, like, really explore that entire, like, group is the perfect way to do it. Maybe yeah. they can give the other girls a miniseries.
1: Well they just put them in the other books. I think if you have all of them kinda together you can do something, appearances and all that. I
0: don't know about Cassie.
1: But yes. How you don't like Cassie? I'm sorry. But how do you like how you like how you like Donna but you don't like Jean? Donna, and Donna is, is basically Jean. The Donna's <laughs> She's not so like Please don't disrespect. It's Amazonian Jean. Donna. She will do is what she always does. like talking about like no. Not you will not get over the fact that she did not let
0: Starfire kill those people that one time. <laughs> did it every single time. <laughs> so every time, time she could girl kill some people, and you are just Quit. not letting it go. <laughs> <laughs> no, she couldn't kill those people. They didn't do anything. not kill them. Right. Anywho. <laughs>
1: Up next is Nightwing number 87, and this is written by Tom Taylor with art by Bruno Redondo, and this is a special Nightwing issue because it is one continuous image. Like, uh, you follow the entire art like one straight way through. Mm, Uh, It's a very like, feel-good kind of story. You know how Tom Taylor can do.
0: uh, I feel like you say that with every Nightwing issue at this point.
1: You know, it's Nightwing, so, like, I understand, like, being good, but, like,
0: sometimes, like I'm saying, sometimes it can get a little too kumbaya. <laughs> I, think <it's laughs> and like, I think you people have, like, I'm sorry, Nightwing is not interesting. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I think we just, like, I think we just need to accept that, that, like, he is... I will never take away. I think he is the epitome of what a DC Comics character, like, should represent in terms of, like, heroism and, like, all of that stuff. He is Superman and and Batman combined. Never going to take that away from him. But it's like, that's only interesting when he's, like, in that leadership position where he's with other people. It's not when he's by himself. Don't nobody care. What's he going to do? i like
1: when he has more of a supporting cast around him.
0: Call Barbara again? Didn't he just do that?
1: Well, yeah, she's in this issue.
0: <laughs> and, um, <laughs> that's
1: exactly what he did. <laughs> um, because he is back in Bloodhaven.
0: And um,
1: <laughs> as we like kind of started with this arc previously, he announced that he was going to be like changing Bloodhaven with all this money that he got from um, Alfred uh, passing. That he was going to be basically, basically, he's like the Bruce Wayne of, Bloodhaven. Well, someone put a hit out on him, and not for Nightwing, but literally for Dick Grayson. So this issue, you're pretty much following him from the minute he gets attacked to, like, him putting on his Nightwing costume and flipping around, and beautiful art. Bruno Rodondo is, like,
0: amazing stuff this in this. Somebody needs to okay? Let's talk about it. Somebody like- needs to break yeah. his back. Nightwing <laughs> Okay, because... Uh, you want him to have a dark moment? Yeah, someone needs to... Oh, was that Rick when they shaved his head? Oh, well, yeah, he did get
1: shot in the head. Yeah, that was Rick. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> he did get shot in the head.
0: Why did he shave his <laughs> head? Yeah. He's had a lot of things like that happens to him already. He, he needs to get his back broken, okay? Like, and I feel like... I feel like if you were to make a Nightwing show or like a Nightwing animated mm-hmm. series or something, what storyline with Nightwing would you follow?
1: Probably something with the Court of Owls, where he was like this, like they were always working on getting him to be this like thing with the owls.
0: Okay, okay. Whatever happened with that?
1: He, they still it. like kind of run around Gotham and like and like they still kind of like you know. Take over with Gotham and stuff, but yeah, they were planning on having him become like a talent,
0: mm, and I have talent probably be. Like, I think I've seen that costume before. That's a hot one. I don't know. I just it's it's just something so, about, it's not about oh, that whole storyline is hot. It's Mister Grayson just needs something. Mm. It's always it's like it's all, every like every time you tell me about a Nightwing book, it's either bad or it's like it's feel good. They're never bad. They're just always, for the four. right now, they've been too figured. I remember the people trashing Rick <laughs> Grace. And the well, yeah, that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that was <laughs> bad. I also remember people trashing the Agent 13 era, which I thought the costume was kind of hot. The costume was fine. Spiral. It was all right.
1: Yeah. That's because we wanted him to be Nightwing again. It's just finally seeing Night Nightwing go out here and be a hero and beat some ass. Flipping and using his scream of sticks and doing all of that.
0: Those sticks are high. But it doesn't
1: always have to be like a kumbaya kind of moment. And I think
0: that's where I get a little frustrated with it. But that's
1: just me. Sometimes it's okay for having some some feel good
0: things. So I guess, you know, like you say, you know, he's out here, he's doing his hero thing, he's kicking butt. And then like That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's just like, you're just good with that. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely.
1: All right, I respect it. (laughs) Um, What would you rate this issue? Honestly, honestly, I would end up giving this issue probably a four out of five. The art was, like, fantastic and really just following, like, it being one continuous shot and you follow this entire thing through was really dope um again i didn't need so basically what happened to this is his dog ends up getting kidnapped um and you and you follow him like chasing down and getting his dog back and barbara comes in and joins him as batgirl and like you know normally i like a like a tandem fight and i really like the tandem fight that they tried to happen this <laughs> one. It wasn't it wasn't there. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> they don't have any chemistry. I will never understand the appeal no. of Dick Babs. Me neither. I don't know. I don't know why they
1: came back around for that. I would have rather it just been nobody. And then she, she's Batgirl again.
0: Yeah, that's but I guess she's going to be Oracle, too, because she's going to be in the this book. Is it at least, like, an updated Batgirl I think that's also my thing. Like, she's still, like, wearing that Batgirl She does costume. have an updated costume.
1: Okay. She has an updated costume, not the one from uh,
0: Burnside. Burnside.
1: Okay. Yeah, no. No, she's got an updated costume.
0: Well, that's good. Good for her.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, again, the art in this was great, and it was, like, really cool to have that one long, continuous shot.
0: If if but this book did not have... Sometimes
1: Tom Taylor can, like, make some kind of, like, things shake, so I think yeah. hopefully that's coming up soon.
0: Okay. If this book did not have Bruno Redondo on art, do you think he would still write it, rate it as high?
1: No. Okay. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's
0: I just
1: I wanted to know. No. Previous issues maybe. This one no, it was just like a a one and done kind of thing. It wasn't that like super exciting. But hopefully we'll see it's probably going to set up some more stuff because it is again he's like the Bruce Wayne in Bloodhaven. So more and more but more people are like coming after him versus coming after Nightwing. So we'll see whatever happens with that
2: okay
1: all right up next is trial of magneto number five and this is written by leah williams with art by lucas wernick and uh so this is the final issue of this
0: is the final the issue. trial of magneto there was so no did trial. they make her um no she's not a mutant she's still a human i think so i mean so let me tell you what happens in this issue i will say i only read the first issue and I read this issue, which is the final one. I didn't read anything in between, so like, please forgive me if I miss anything or if I've like misconstrued some things about what's happened, because I don't really know. Um, but in the first issue, Wanda dies. We go through this whole uh-huh. thing. We're trying to figure out who did it. They think it's Magneto. Here we are in issue five. She is alive again. And we discover Magneto has not done it, and she reports to who has. And so like, we kind of go through this issue toad has been accused as the killer and they put him on trial in front of all the council and the avengers which is kind of weird that they're like letting the avengers sit right there and watch all of this stuff happening because of course they send <laughs> him to the pit because he killed wanda and he's like screaming about how he did it for magneto it felt odd to me because and again i didn't read issues two through four so I don't really feel like toad was ever a vital part of this story from what i would like hear online and see about reviews it never seemed like he really factored in so like him just popping out of nowhere was like oh this is strange but i've also heard the theory that he was playing as the fall guy because we do discover wanda actually killed herself she, oh, used, okay. it was a plan by her and Magneto, and she um used a spell that like choked her and did all of the stuff that they said happened to her, like being strangled and like tied up by metal. And she did an enchantment <coughs> that she to Magneto. This was so she could get close to Hope because Magic. she wanted. To- <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, magupped <MacGuffin> it all. <laughs> um, and she like told Magneto that she wanted to do something for the mutants, and she felt like if they went to the Council and them with her original plan that they will reject it because it's her and so my thing was I feel like they could have just told what everybody was her plan? oh so here's the plan she works with uh some other mutants that are very important to the island so she grabs Proteus Lorna and she's there and who else was there oh dang man, I forgot who the important child oh Legion whoops my bad legion um and she's like and she's like you know you guys are all the children of very important people took her coa. proteus is kind of confused about that he's like what are you talking about my mother was dead before this island was ever here she's like oh yeah so i guess maybe that's supposed to be some type of hint that like wanda knows about mora maybe magneto told her i don't know maybe like she picked something up magically maybe she was just confused who knows she did just come back <laughs> uh, And Uh so she talks about how she needed to work with these people to do something. When Lorna's in the circle, it doesn't work. And so her and Lorna have a moment. She's like, you are still Magneto's daughter no matter what. Like, he's raised you. You're just as much my sister and all of that. You're just as much a part of this family. So she gets in the circle. And then she does this spell. And the spell creates an Elysian Fields for dead mutants. And it, like, traverses through space and time. And it adds about... I want to say like 2,000 new mutants to the resurrection queue. She has like now made it so everyone can actually be brought back. Oh, okay. So like all mutants who weren't a part of the cerebro backup, like when it first happened, who missed out then, um, like, all of the people mm-hmm. in the future. So like Bishop, Sister Shard, how she died like a long time ago. Now she can come back. Um, and so they oh, finish yeah, yeah. it off with the resurrection. And who do they bring back but the one Mr. John Proudstar, Thunderbird. Oh. All right, I like him. That's cool. I don't think I go that far, but it was really interesting to, like, see him again. Well, he actually, I think I
1: like Warpath a lot more.
0: Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what you're thinking about. <laughs> uh, um but you know it's like a thing storm comes out and welcomes him and then we cut to the end and like exodus is telling his little story to the children around the campfire and he's like you know we always talked about the pretender but now we're going to talk about she's got a new name they call her now the redeemer and she's sitting next to him so he got real quiet and she starts telling her story about the witch and then she makes this like little symbol with her hands and it's got like an m and it looks like she might be getting her own series oh maybe that's what it seems like it was hinted at billy was on the island too which was like a win for me so shout out to that um oh north star that human zone? i mean north star's husband kyle is there yes so was, they were so that called.
1: makes sense why wiccan
0: was there too. well wiccan's a mutant so how how could that be a... what do you mean he's got an x gene when did that happen? Did he magic one himself? <laughs> He's always had one. His power is reality warping. So he warped his own reality and made himself a mutant? I think he that was born. Weird. That's how he got it. That's more Franklin's story. Well, his mother is like a... She's a human. Well, humans have mutant kids all the time. Huh. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, they're right. They let anybody on that island now. <laughs> I mean, Wanda's there, I mean, and, and you know... Wow. And, and, Wanda's and I'll there, be real, Wiccan's there, to And me. I'll be real with everybody. Oh, there was actually a really nice moment that I was going to say. Um, Northstar, I guess apparently in Alpha Flight, he had a daughter at some point in time, and she, like, died. I think I saw in the story it she died of AIDS, but apparently she would so have been... I don't a, think I remember that. Apparently <laughs> she would have been a mutant also, and because of the Resurrection Cube thing that they have now... um they're able to bring her back. So he's gonna like get his daughter back. So him and Kyle are going to be like gay dads, which is gonna be cute for them. And the Elijah and Fields thing is also something that people can do to like not have to do the crucible. So if you don't necessarily wanna like fight to the death to get your mutant powers back, you can just, I guess, die some other way. So you can go sit in this queue and be brought back. So I personally would still pick the crucible, but that's just me. Yeah, I don't like that they took the crucible, like, away. <laughs> What's the point of having the crucible there? I don't even necessarily know if it's, like, away. I just think it gives more of a choice. I feel like, which I guess for story purposes, it can make sense. You could have a lot of people who feel uncomfortable with that. I think when you think of Way of X and the character Lost, when she was doing her crucible match against Magneto, and he's, like, shooting all these metal shards at her, like, cutting her, and she's not a fighter. So, yeah, something like that, she probably might not want to do it. However, you got a Danny. Danny's yeah, and he's probably gonna be like, "Yeah, let's go to the Crucible. What's that?" Um, or Arrow, as we saw. Oh well, no, that she's Because of... asked her, and she said no. Well, that was like for something else, I think. <laughs> 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 I
1: don't
2: know.
0: So, I don't really. Um... But New Mutants is a very nice book, though. They don't do too much like stuff there. In regards to that. So I can understand. But, you know, like an arrow or apocalypse. So I think it's like just something to have, you know. Do you want to be like the fighter and fight for this mutant thing, or do you just kinda wanna be like, I'll just go sit in the queue? I don't know. I think it was a fine issue. I think the purpose of it there. Maybe they felt it was bad. I mean it's also Wanda. It's like whatever. Course you know. Of course she want to do something where you don't fight. Anyways. <laughs> but, I mean, I thought the issue was fine. Again, I only read the first in this one, so I felt like it was a great little two-parter. Oh, not a great two-parter, but like a fine two-parter. And it did what it needed to do. I think the interest, I think it's an interesting outcome for the mutants and their Elijah Fields thing and the ability to bring anybody back. I think that was nice. I think this is finally, like, hopefully the finale to this Wanda redeeming herself story and like trying to like fix M-Day. It's just kind of I like, really
1: hope we never have to do this again. Please never do this again. Don't ever But want I to feel to- like unfortunately it's going to happen again because there's going to be some writer who doesn't think that this was
0: enough. I mean, I don't know what else the girl got to do at this point. <laughs> you know? Cuz didn't she like already
1: she- kind of she already brought the mutants back
0: before? With, the, During with the end of AVX. She's done it. She's done it like a couple of times. <laughs> <So it's just laughs> like, I'm good on it. Um, I don't know. Like I, I said, there was that little teaser. It seems like she might be getting a book in the future. I don't know. I honestly am not sure if she's still going to be on Krakoa. I personally am in the camp. I do not understand why people would want Wanda on Kokoa. I don't really see what she was going to do. For what purpose she serves. That's just me. But so, how did she get resurrected after she Hope died? Brought, Hope brought her back. From what I heard. How? But she's a human,
1: so I thought they could only resurrect mutants.
0: Again, I did not read issues two through four, so I am not the best person to ask. I asked. Oh wait, didn't her- they? I
1: think I've seen pictures of, or panels of, like, that she, that they resurrected a version of her when she was a mutant? Because, like, during her memory come back and she didn't remember who
0: those people were? I mean, but that wouldn't, like, make sense because the whole like, she was just never a mutant. Right.
1: I need I'm, someone to explain that to me.
0: I don't know. I just know that Shard can come back and Wiccan's on the island. So I'm feeling good. Well, uh, like we saw, the lady anybody on it. So Wiccan being on it isn't that special. His rise to leader of the X-Men is on the horizon. And I cannot wait to witness it.
1: I mean, if they let Wanda
0: there, they're going to let him there, too. <laughs> Anybody could join now. Well, Wanda's daddy's there. And her and her sister, Lorna, are going to be like besties. They were hugging and crying together. Well, Lorna was
2: crying. <laughs> I'm sure.
0: I'm sure.
1: <laughs> there was one thing that was going to have with Lorna do is cry. That
0: I know. Yeah. She, like, she cries a lot, a little bit. I've kind of noticed that. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But I, I, what I
1: think you I would rate
0: this issue. I'd give it like a three out of five. Wernick's art is like very beautiful. Um, again, I feel like there were some things that felt a little odd, like character wise, uh, voice wise. But I think genuinely think the stuff she did with the magic and the spell casting and like doing the Elijah Fields. I thought that was actually really interesting and a nice little feat from Miss Scarlet. Um, yeah. Yeah. Trial of Magneto. There wasn't really a lot of trial. Magneto did seem kind of upset that they were like throwing Toad into the pit, and I think this Toad going into the pit thing is going to tie into Chris uh, Laval's Sabertooth series. Because so more people are in the oh, okay. pit every day. Toad's there. That's true. Nanny and Orphan Maker are there. I think. Um, didn't that girl with the antlers go
1: for killing that? I know man? I didn't finish uh, X Men Green, but probably. Oh
0: yeah. So. Well,
1: there <laughs> you go. That's probably a team. Hmm. hmm. Who knows? All right, well up next is sword number eleven, and this is by Al Ewing with art by Jacopi Kangni. And um this is the final issue of Sword. <clears throat> is it? And it is last one. That was quick. Right? Um, So last issue of S.W.O.R.D., uh, previously we saw that, um, or at least we thought, that WizKid was going to be the uh, mole, but really he wasn't. He was playing a triple agent and working with um, Agent Brand, and they had shot S.W.O.R.D. like out of the sky. This issue, we get this really cool scene, in my opinion, of uh, Manifold basically opening this warp path and like, shooting sword back into space, which I think was really cool. At the same time, Cable was on the ship using his telekinesis to steer it and make sure that it can, like, not crash into Australia, uh, which I thought was a pretty cool like, and I'm working with them, But at the same time, his uh, techno-organic virus was getting out of control. And he's becoming more machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, back on Mars... We have uh, Storm basically ending the fight with this um, this like psychic legion of five, which I thought was interesting because I feel like this was a this team was like kind of like the Legion of Superheroes. Uh, there's this team called uh, the the Lethal Legion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I thought that this was like kind of a simpler thing there. But um, she does this like kind of cool thing with air pressure and basically pops. The, the insides of no. everybody around and um yeah storm <laughs> just killed all those people <laughs> you know you and storm, but i mean they were they were they were assassins so they had to go I you, gotta, um, you gotta um got a thing with storm no we gotta work out i don't have a thing with storm i know where i feel about storm Mm. i like watching storm use her powers (laughs) (laughs) Um, so while this is all going on we get a a reveal from agent brand that she knew about um Uh, gyrick agent Gyrek, who was basically a part of orcas and uh he she knew that he was like trying to take sword down from the inside because he wants krakow to look bad and she kind of already knew that and she was like yes actually i agree with you that krakow does need to go she reveals that she also is a mutant and no one ever asked her where her powers are and that brand is actually like a code name because she can like make her hands hot and like basically brand things and uh she also reveals that Krokoa does need to go, um, that, you know, Eric and Charles can't handle what this is going to take over, and uh, neither can Hank. Then that, you know, Storm, she's, like, a little resilient, but no, she can't even, like, she can't even bend Arako to her will, so, like... I'm gonna be she said, I need to be the one to take all this over, so she also is gonna be working with Orcus. um lets them know that she's gonna be taking Henry Gerick's spot after she shot him out into an airlock and killed him. how so that's, <laughs> that's, my that's girl. the that's way that act, that it ends <laughs> and uh yeah, I think this like has really shot brand up in the way that like she is in my opinion like you know she's not just like this random like alien girl or whatever she is she is a competent, she's really like she's really a competent like you know that, that 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 head spy kind of character she
0: reminds me a lot of maria hill and i like maria hill Mm-hmm. yeah have they ever interacted i think so Sword and Shield have to have been interacted before. I oh, don't know. I'm gonna go back. I remember that like old sword series that um they had. It was only like five issues, I think, or something. Though. But I'm gonna go back and see them because those are my girls, and I feel like they would have some fun together.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. She's very um Cecil from Invincible.
0: Yes, I love Cecil.
2: <laughs> I love Cecil.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, how are you feeling? I, I know, like, Sword is, like, your jam. It's mutants in space. How are you feeling about this all together? How are you... We had that, like, teaser at the end that showed the X-Men Red thing with Storm and the art from Javier Garan um, coming in April. Like, wh- where are you at? What's going on? What? How do you feel?
1: I don't know. I feel a little, like... Mm. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Very mm, mm Because... Mm. Like i was super excited about this and the way that they had all these like departments of sword and we were going to see them going out on missions and stuff especially when they went into like the white hot room and got that mysterium out and like that was really cool so i was expecting it to be a lot more of them going on missions establishing sword as a real like thing for the mutants but then it kind of quickly just turned into a like a storm solo basically yeah, where we found out more about her being on a Rocco. Um, and then it was also taken over by the tie-in, so a little underwhelmed mm-hmm. is how I feel. Uh but as it turns into X-Men Red, we'll see. I'd like to see who else is like on in the book.
0: What so if X-Men Red were to turn out to be like a stealth storm solo again, do you think you'd be in or out?
1: Okay. Because then just call it Storm. T. Which, like, I think I think, like, Regent Storm Mm -hmm. is a solo of itself. I don't, I will never shy away from the fact that I never thought Storm like a solo thing could really work because it would just end up being an X-book. Yeah. But now that she has had, like, this whole Regent thing and, like, she is the speaker of soul, you can follow her and do everything that you want with her, just just call it a storm solo. Mm, that's fair. But if you're gonna mark it as X-Men Red and it's an X-Men team, then I expect like some team stuff in
0: That's fair. I remember that was a big issue people had with Excalibur. And mm-hmm. but that's <laughs> fine. I oh I got myself what? excited um about Knights of X, by the way. So shout out to that. Okay. You okay. know, I was I was just really thinking, you know, I was like doing some reading or stuff over the weekend and I was like I really like Otherworld. And I think it's such a big opportunity for like world building and just like all the kingdoms and stuff that like, go I'm like I'm a fan of Asgard. They're kinda like the same thing a little bit. So it's just really exciting. And when I think about like Captain Britain and what that does, like that's like you know, we often talk about how sometimes we like our faves to like get out of their element and like do other things and like Captain Britain is the way I get Betsy to do other things, and it like makes sense for her. Exactly, it like makes sense for her. It works. It's where she needs to be. It introduces an entire new aspect to her, like heroism and her story, and like we can finally move away from like body swaps and like whatever. Yeah, I'm here for it. Knights of X is gonna be cool. I'm yeah,
1: sorry. like you said, you uh, as long as I still get to stick to the core of Betsy and who she is, that heroism and beaten ass. It'll be great. It's cool.
0: Um but when it comes to Sora, Champion Period. Period. <laughs> um but when it comes to Sora, I I thought it was a fine book. I think
2: uh-huh.
0: again, I kind of agree with the point that it it did follow a little bit more focused to Storm, especially like after the gala and stuff. We had like a moment here and there with like Wind's Kids issue, even bits of this one. Um but the underlying theme seems to be going towards Storm, Araco Mars planet, which I do find interesting. I also like Storm though, so Mm -hmm. I'm kind of cool with it. Like, are
1: we going to be exploring that planet,
0: or like what? I personally think that she's going to take like some Omegas with her to Mars. And I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but like. (laughs) <laughs> that is a, that is okay a, maybe like maybe like help stabilize it they like built it and you know there's been issues here and there um okay we'll see i don't know it's i don't know i don't really know what to expect from a lot of the ex right now some of them seem to be giving us she's gonna team. is she
1: getting her team to like police it
0: oh i don't think the iraqi mutants would allow that to happen right right
1: they already fighting her every
0: day every day i don't know we'll see. <laughs> i think I, I, like you said the region thing is a lot of opportunities for storm um mm-hmm. i do agree that if this is going to be another stuff solo like we should have like kind of just bit the bullet and like they should have really been like this is a storm solo and like again storm. i feel like i feel like there's a debate every f- so often to be like who is marvel's premier female character and it's like we need to put all of that to bed there's no debate it's, it's always just storm <laughs> it's Storm, and it's like people, and it's like it, it, it's just like everybody knows who that doll is. Like you, any black woman with white hair, who you think of? When I was reading Black Manta, what did I say? It's, it's always like, Storm. Hey, she she looked like Storm. Every time a new dark skinned actress pops up on the scene, everybody's like, "Oh, she's Storm," you know. And I guarantee, uh, I guarantee, if you were to
1: ask, if you were to ask like 10 random people on the street to name five comic book characters storm is gonna be one of them
0: every time and it's just kind of like i think marvel is starting to realize that and i just wish they would like really just have the confidence to be like okay we know it here she is even if it doesn't sell a million on the first like try whatever Mm -hmm. most of them don't Mm -hmm. you gotta keep putting them out just put it out yeah
1: That's me. Uh, all right, y'all. Well, that brings us to the end of the comics this week. Um, Did we have any shout outs you want to give? Um, yeah,
0: there were a lot of nice little books out. Catwoman uh, 38 came out. That was the finale of Ryan B's time on the book. Teeny takes over next issue when she's taking Selena to the strip club. So if you guys want to check that out, come on in. Um. Moon Knight number six came out. That continues to be a really good run. Phoenix Echo Song number three is still kind of weird. I don't think I like would recommend this to people. I think at this point I'm just going to finish it just to finish it. Um, and Avengers 51 was also out this week. That was a really good read. Jason Aaron's run can be like a little up and down sometimes. He does not know... like what to do with the phoenix it's become like this weird convoluted mess but there's a lot of really fun big action i think i've said before it feels like a big action movie or like just like a blockbuster that you see in the summer and that's what this gives he's got a new matches of evil team that's really cool that i think people should check out
1: Hmm. all right boom all right well let's take a break and then we'll come right back
0: cool Hello, 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 everybody. We are back. And so, as we all know, we are reaching the end of a year. It has been a very tumultuous year on top of another previous tumultuous year. <laughs> we hope for better things in 2020. Pandemic has not gone anywhere. Miss <laughs> Omarion, Miss Omarion, she's out here. She's taking everybody. (laughs) Okay, do you know how many people? Do you know how many people Mm. I know who have like texted or like posted something about how they got COVID or they're quarantining and they're sick right now? It's insane. Oh my god, same. It's like girls can stay at home and look what happened. My mask is on everywhere. I have my little sanitizer (laughs) attached to my keys. I actually keep a pair of gloves with me now, just like do some. You know, Um, it's real out here. Everyone, stay safe, please. Don't get sick. Wash your hands. The world. But despite all of that craziness, there were a lot of good things that happened this year, especially in the comic book world. So today we're going to be going over our best list and we have 10 categories that we're going to be going through and kind of, you know, letting people know what we loved and hopefully you love some of it too. And so with that, let's get right on into it. So first up on our list, and I want you to go first, Mr. LZ. Um, I'm sorry, Miss Sue Storm. Uh, first up on our list is best Cover artist of the year?
1: Okay. Um, one of my favorite, like, my favorite cover artists of this year was definitely um, Bruno Redondo and all of his Nightwing mm-hmm. covers. I thought they were really, really, like, fantastic. Um, another favorite cover artist was uh, Mahmoud Azwar and his Excalibur covers. Excellent.
0: Show. Um, I mean, no shade,
1: but like it really told the whole story right there, like on the cover, <laughs> like you knew exactly what was happening <laughs> in the book, um, for sure. Um, those were some of my best here. Um, uh, Marco covers on Daredevil, really great. Um, and um.
2: Definitely. I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. Was
1: that how many was that for? That was four. Circle back. Circle, okay.
0: Back. Okay. <laughs> Circle back. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, so on my end, like you said, there were a lot of great cover artists this year. Marco Cetera's Daredevil, Mah- Mahmoud Azra's Excalibur covers. Daniel St. Perry did some great ones for Action Comics. Bruno Redondo over there on Nightwing. But hands down, my favorite and best cover artist this year goes to the one and only Peach Momoko. I don't know if the people have been looking at those Demon Days covers. But they are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And not only are they phenomenal, but every variant she does for any book with any character just looks good. She has a style that is so unique, that is so very much her. You know it's Peach Momoko work as soon as you see it. And she stole the show for me. Love her, shout out to her, much success. Please continue going. Draw more of my favorite characters. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Um, so next up on our lovely list, and we'll hand it back to you, but this one is your best interior artist of the year.
1: Ooh, okay. Um I want to say Arby Silva and everything that he was doing in Fantastic Four. Fantastic. Um I know he also did a, a I don't know if he did a couple issues or just the one issue of Excalibur. Love that that he did this year. Um mm-hmm. RB Silver and his Interiors and uh Dana Samperi action comics i mean beautiful. beautiful that's honestly who is definitely my best interior
0: artist for okay. This year. okay um again like lots of really great artists around this year shout out specifically to dc i feel like a lot of their artists have really been killing it and just like taking their pages to the next level and like carrying that emotion and weight of the story um however My best interior artist actually comes from uh, an indie book, and that is Felipe Andrade, who did the many deaths of Layla Star. I think Oh yes. You know, what Felipe did on the page, I think when we we're revealing it we said it a little bit how it felt like water it was just a flow and there was just so much emotion that was carried throughout the pages and it, the the subject was very heavy it was about like death and life and rebirth and the mood and tone that was set in that series was carried phenomenally and I don't think I saw a better issue this year lots of great ones lots of beautiful ones but like this one was just like really poignant hit home for me shout out to them. All right. And next up, we'll go to our best colorist of the year. Who you got?
1: Okay. I am going to say um, Marte Garcia okay. and a lot of the stuff that he did with like Pepe La Rose, um with, like Planet X Men, and uh, some of the other issues that he did with Pepe LaRaz. I thought he was really great this year. Um, Jordi Balleri, classic
0: stuff jordy's great. um yeah the two of them for sure jordy you know i actually had like a two <clears throat> on mine as well um my first one of course was jordy i think she is like a, she's she is like probably the top colorist in the game right now honestly i think you see a book colored by her you know it's by her uh anyone who's been reading black widow I'm pretty sure you can kind of see what her distinct style is and how she does it. it's very great um the other one I would say next to her set was Frederico Blee. Uh, He Mm. was coloring Guardians of the Galaxy in the beginning, and I feel like there was so much stuff done with color and like Star Lord and Nova and all of them and how they use their powers, you just kind of like had to get into it so like they definitely sat at the top for me and um. Next up on our list is a very exciting one. Who would you say is your best? I also
1: want to shout out um, Hi-Fi
0: for Best Colors. They
1: did some of the stuff in Wonder Woman Historia. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I really like everything that they did there. So um, I want to give them a shout out for that Best colors.
0: Yeah, that that Historia was a moment. You got to leave that in. Um, And so next up, you have your best writer now this was actually kind of hard for me but so i'm like interested to hear who you picked.
1: okay so that is kind of hard i feel as if i'm going to have to give it up for hickman and everything that he really did this year um inferno fantastic as well as all of his x-men issues before that um i think i might have to give it to hickman okay philip Kennedy um,
0: johnson also mm, he's a good when he was he was awesome he career. was running for my list um so you yeah. know i went through a couple of names when i was trying to figure this out because i realized that again there have been so many books out this year that i have just really been enjoying and like been a fan of and think that so many writers are doing a great job like i really feel like we're kind of in the golden age of comics where almost everything is good and it's like where you step yeah, in yeah. i still feel like in some marvel issues it's a little bit like too much synergy now and again, you only see like the people you see in the MCU. But like, even still, mm-hmm. a lot of those are good. Um However, there were two writers who really stuck out to me. Obviously, this first one is not going to be a surprise to anyone, but it's Randy. Um mm-hmm. I think he has just been so adaptable in the way that he is able to jump from so many different books of different genres and write something that is compelling, intriguing, it feels fresh, the character voices are on, and it just paints a really great story. So it's like, you know, I just got to shout out to him. But on the other side of that, there was Jed McKay, who was Mm -hmm. really consistent in a lot of the things he wrote with, like, Black Cat and, like, some street-level heroes, like The Daughters of the Dragon stuff. But then he's, like, also moved into this magical realm with The Death of of Doctor Strange, which is, like, one of the most interesting Doctor Strange stories that I've ever personally read in my entire life. And so just those two, like, what a force. And I'm ready for everything else they got, even though I'm not reading Venom, which Ram is writing. I'm sorry. I can't do that one. But I've heard really (laughs) great things about it. So yeah, there's that. I also mm-hmm. do
1: want to give a special shout out to my girl Kelly Thompson. I mm-hmm. think like the stuff that I she's done she with your pick. turn turn mm-hmm. the ship around with Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> that and other <laughs> deserves all the praise for me. But then also in my opinion, like reintroducing Black Widow and like showing how interesting she can be outside of just you know more they don't trust her agent kind of stuff i really liked everything that she was doing there too so
0: shout out to kelly shout out to that all right and with the writers of course the writers were writing this year so let's get into the next one which is your favorite slash best mini series of 2021
1: i am going to go with the mini desolela star
2: Mm. I thought that that was
1: a really fantastic uh, miniseries. Uh, I was so invested in the story that I really wanted it to keep going. Um, And just the way that like death was portrayed in it, was
0: really touching. Yeah. You know, I won't lie. Layla also almost made my list. However, I had to give it to my sleeper head, my boy, Beta Ray Bill. I just. Okay. Yes it was it, it it was like a comic book to me like fun but still like hit a, a lot of emotion great action great art shout out to daniel warren johnson like i was not expecting it. it was so random when it first got announced and like solicited and then i picked it up and i didn't really know what to expect and i was just blown away by all of it and i still think about it to this day i actually think i might read it again later
1: <laughs> that's dope yeah that was that's great
0: that oh, was the moment. But with every limited series, there's something that keeps on going. And So next up on our list is your best favorite ongoing series this year. Uh, um, for me, I'm going to call it a sleeper because
1: I've slept on it, and that is Action Comics. <laughs> um, You know, I have been a Superman anti forever. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah. I... Was truly blown away by this series and just like the heart that was in it and the action that was in it, I walked away from just the uh, like first issue of this kind of stuff going on. I don't know this Warworld arc,
2: yeah.
1: Really wanting to root for Superman and <laughs> yeah. really wanting him to like win. Um, it doesn't look like he is. So that yeah. is going to be interesting to kind of see what's going on next with this series.
0: So I'm definitely giving out to
1: Action Comics.
0: Okay, and that is where we agree, my friend, because I also gave it to Action Comics. and
1: yes.
0: I just just don't know. You know, and again, (laughs) I'm in Jed and how they're like these really great writers who have been like jumping around to all these different titles. But again, I think when you look at just a series that is ongoing and has no plans of stopping anytime soon, Philip Kennedy Johnson is doing everything right on Action Comics. And it's like, to be a Superman fan right now, to be a Superman fan... In the past is not something i was but i would assume that like having watched him kind of go along this journey and some of the stuff that he's going on in the uh, reboots that dc has had and the like things that his character has gone through and i've heard a couple like negative things every now and again from a few runs to get to this right now and it's like such a good story that feels fresh and new and like you're bringing all these people in who say openly i've never read a superman book before in my life i've never liked superman but like here i am every month invested i see action comics on my comicsology download list i'm like oh yes it's a good day mm-hmm. shout it's, out it's truly the- that book <laughs> like that but with all our books we also get something big that happens so let's talk about our favorite event of the year who
1: did you have or what did you have? Uh, OK, so. Um, X of Swords is one that I actually had on my list here because I actually really enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember even back when it was coming out that I was like, this is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm enjoying this book. I like everything that's happening in it. Um, my girl, you know, opened it going into the other world and doing all that kind of stuff was hot. Um, mm-hmm. Getting the message back and playing Messenger was really dope. Um, so I thought that like all the action and stuff that would happen, the X-Men coming out of his sword, all that stuff yeah. happening towards the end was really interesting. Um, I remember when we were reviewing it back then, I thought that it would make, and I still stand by this, that it would make a great like animated season of like an X-Men show or something. Like an, either yeah. an animated movie, a.k.a like an arc on a on a show Mm -hmm. or whatever like them going to go out and get this get the swords and open the portal and do all that kind of stuff was made to be animated and turned into something so (laughs) i hope that happens
0: one day I agree with that. You know, I even had a tweet the other day where I was talking about because Exoswords was like the topic of the discussion on the timeline, and I was like, it would be a really great video game. And someone even piggybacked off of that, and he was saying, you know, imagine like you get this game, and all the different things are like levels. You can get like your puzzle quest, you get like your RPG, you get your action adventure. Like you can do all of that because Exosaurus like gives you all of that in the story. And I was just like, what an event! Shout out to Teeny Howard for doing that and expanding the line the way she yeah. did.
1: Um, really <laughs> yeah, cool. I really, really like cool. I really like um, um Inferno is another event that I've obviously been really enjoying. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how the will have to see how it ends to see if it sticks a landing. But that's mm-hmm. kind of an event that I've
0: enjoyed this year.
1: Um, yeah.
0: OK. Um, X of was great. You know, I do still think there were a couple of issues like here and there in between, so I couldn't necessarily give it my favorite of the year. My favorite, however, was the event of the summer, Heroes Reborn. Oh, what Heroes do you Reborn. What do you mean? <laughs> like, I just, I, I don't know what to tell you. It was the event of the summer. Each issue was a banger. It was just like, this is pure comic book fun. Again, like, just what aaron has some wins in his avengers run i know people feel as though it's a little divisive there are some things again that i even say what he's doing with the phoenix is a little bit strange but when it's hot it's hot and heroes reborn was hot yeah it's still time to read That's it it's on Marvel sure. unlimited now guys if you like get your marvel unlimited subscription out. go to check out heroes reborn totally worth it um but, you know, with all the big stuff, you know, there's a couple of little things that fall into the cracks or that we just don't know about. We don't see them just fall into the cracks. But there are books that everyone doesn't know of. So I wanted to give a little spotlight to the indies. Has there been any series that you've read that you don't think of too many people heard about or you'd like to just kind of shout it out or that you think really moved you in a way? Um,
1: you know, I haven't really read that many indies this year as much as I used to. Um... Back in the day i think the only indie book i was really reading was uh the Layla star mm-hmm. um but outside of that not necessarily i would recommend some of the i mean it's not indie; it's actually a marvel book but there were a lot of star wars uh the high republic books that i thought that like mm-hmm. people would actually like and um i would like to give some of those kind of a shout out but Okay. Not too many indie stuff I that I've read this year so I don't
0: want to like Okay, speak on
2: that's something I, don't know.
0: <laughs> I think um I think that uh that Comicsology original series that you read was a pretty good one, or like it sounded interesting. Yeah. So, I think that was a good one that you had to read. I, mine for the year actually comes from this group called Suspicious Behavior Productions. I, we actually talked about them a little bit. They wrote the comic Invasion from Planet Wrestlemania. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I'm i sorry, WrestleTopia. And I thought that was, like, just a fun, different kind of take on, like, wrestling and superheroics and everything they do. I think if people wanted to follow them, their name is SPB underscore, I have it written down, SPB underscore comics at, on Twitter. Um, really check them out and see what else they've got going, I, especially for wrestling fans. You know, I said this before, but wrestling Twitter, they're kind of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's where you want to be and it's where you
0: want to be yeah i see (laughs) see so you know if there are any wrestling fans who listen pick that up and then let me know what you think about it
1: (laughs) yeah and you know what i will give a shout out to astonishing times was the uh Mm -hmm. the indie book that i did read and uh it was definitely i love the art in by the interiors by uh rari rari coleman was his name uh so i uh, definitely really love the art and you know like i said infinite in the book sometimes you gotta let them try some stuff uh, <laughs> but um yeah i definitely do want to give a shout out to that series so check it out it was only five issues um it's a little mini series it's comicology ex- exclusive but i think it's uh, available everywhere else too
0: Okay, that's what's up. Shout out to them. And so, you know, as we wrap up the year, we've seen a lot of talent. We've seen a lot of good stuff. Who do you think that's kind of new on the scene is on the rise for the On the Rise Award, is what I'm calling this. Like, you know, I think last year when we talked about this, I said, like, the person I saw going pretty far was like Peach Momoko. And it's like, look at the doll now.
2: Who do you Mm -hmm. you
0: think is kind of like really just just starting that journey?
1: Hmm. Um, on the um, on the art side, I would say Rory Coleman because I felt like he was yeah. actually getting his feet wet with this and wanting to kind of really break into more comics and stuff. Um, with Astonishing Times, uh, I'd also say. Let's see. So this was like a really a breakthrough.
0: Daniel Samperi. Hmm, I feel that. I don't know what he's working on now, because you know he's not on. How come? He's on. Right. Yeah. Somebody needs to snatch him up <laughs> quickly. <laughs> so yeah, um,
1: mm-hmm. that's the like I can think of right now is like a breakthrough in art.
0: Okay. Um, I think for the artist, I'd also probably go Daniel Samperi. Oh, also, uh, Jan Bazoldua. Mm, from the winter garden. I don't know. I don't know if
1: they're necessarily like a breakthrough, but they were kind of a breakthrough to me. That would my first like for into, into their art. So okay. um, and I like the stuff that they were doing in in the winter garden. That was good. That was good art.
0: Um, I think for if I had to pick an artist on the rise, I would also say Daniel St. I think he's doing some like really career defining work or like just starting out for him right now. Um, However, the person who I think is really, really going to like shine and give us some stuff that we weren't ready for is going to be Mr. Brandon Thomas. He is currently writing Aquaman The Becoming, uh, the Aquaman Green Arrow Deep Target, and he'll also be co-writing Aquaman with Chuck Brown starting in February. But he is a guy like just from these few things that I've seen, it's like you can feel like that spark like oh he's enjoying this he's Mm -hmm. having a good time and it's it it comes through and I'm excited to see what else he does and like you know we won't lie okay let's talk about that (laughs) you know how I was saying earlier how I want uh, Shard to come back if they ever do a Bishop and Shard Mm -hmm. reunion issue I don't want nobody else to write about Brandon Thomas okay like let me say that on air like that's on record (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um, you know, I think I, I just think he's a really dope guy. And I think he's gonna come great, and we know the industry. It's not every day that like the black guys or the black creatives like all get to shine around at the same time. And I kind of love that. Like Stephanie is doing her thing, Vita's doing their thing, Chuck is here, Brandon's here, uh, Laval Victor Laval is coming over on the X It's like nice to see everybody doing something. Right now. Jeff Brown's around, and I love that they're all able to come up to Jamal Campbell Jamal covers and stuff. It's like, hi, it's a great time for them. And, like, I'm excited for Brandon to join those ranks and take his stuff to the next level. Yeah. But, that was it. That's our, like, ten best of the year, you guys. You know, please, like, let us know who you loved, your favorite cover artist, your favorite interior, colorist, writer, limited series, ongoing, all of that good stuff. We'd love to know what you loved. And maybe if I didn't read it, I can go check it out. But let's go ahead yeah, let and take know. And when we come back, we'll talk Hawkeye. Oh, <laughs> Yelena, really. Oh, well, let's do it. <laughs> hey. 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 You know what's crazy? I'm so, like, fake when it comes to this show. Because, like, I I was always, like, getting in the middle of something, and I would do, like, a little Twitter poll, and I would ask people. I'd be like, okay, I know these are the hot shows that everybody's watching. I'm, like, going to cook dinner or, like, go grab some food or something while I'm prepping that. Once I'm done, what shows should I watch? And Hawkeye was winning every single time. And I was being, like, so resistant to it. Like, why y'all want me to watch Hawkeye (laughs) so bad? Like, why can't I watch The Witcher? Or, like, why don't y'all want me to watch Real Housewives of Miami? But, like, I enjoyed every single episode of Hawkeye. Like, every single one. I walked out loving they it. It's good. I walked out. It's probably my favorite Disney Plus show. Really? Really? It's
1: definitely probably top two. Yeah, it's good.
0: And I was so just I like, I was like, I don't know why I'm being such a fake bitch about it, but here we are. <laughs> <out. laughs> um, but. Welcome back, everybody, for another watch. And this time, we will go over the last two episodes of the Disney Plus series, Hawkeye, which was, in my opinion, a nice little sleeper hit.
1: It really was. You know, I um, wasn't expecting this to be such a great show because, like, it's Hawkeye. I'm not that into him. But, you know, what should have gave it away was once I learned that it was going to be based off of, like, the Matt Fraction and David A. run. Yeah. That should have made sense. Like, okay, well, that was a great comic, so it should be
0: a great show. And it really is, like, this was a fantastic show. It was really good. Like, it was so well done. Like, the humor landed multiple times. The action was great when we got it. Like, the performances were good throughout. Again, like, I don't really think too many people walked in saying Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye is their favorite character. But I think walking out, you at least appreciate him a little bit more. And, like, kind of where the story (laughs) ends and, like, you know, Haley Steinfeld in my opinion was just such a great choice for Kate Bishop. Like she had the youth, she had the charisma, she had the like bouncy personality. Um the supporting cast throughout was really great. Um uh, it was it was just good. Echo Yelena. Yeah. <clears throat> what?
1: Oh my gosh. Uh so that's what season five, I'm sorry, um episode five started with was with Yelena and uh the other black widow sonia they were like uh uh back mm-hmm. in this old like a few times back in 2018 uh they were um going through the black widow trying to deprogram you know mm-hmm. all the black widows because we saw that in the black widow movie but she didn't need to be <laughs> like deprogrammed. she was just living fine <laughs> okay. in her rich house and uh so they sit and talk with her and uh yelena like goes to the bathroom and she was uh blip. blipped away snapped away yeah so it's so interesting that like in their universe they call it blip so like that's just like colloquially what they call it <laughs> 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 so, like that will make sense to us <laughs> um so but back in the present um <clears throat> we find out about how like Eleanor confronts everything about how like the there was that shell company the um the uh, what's his name the I keep was swordsman I'm mm-hmm. calling that his yeah. his shell company um, and, and they call she calls the the cops to come arrest him and um then um I'm trying to remember what happened after that um oh yeah that's right um. Clint put on the Ronin suit and, like, fought Maya in that, like, parking Mm -hmm. lot, which was, like, a really dope fight. Really Really dope fight.
0: Really great scene. She's been doing, like, she's been killing it, the action scenes in Echo. Like, fantastic. And, like, for this to be her first acting job, like, performance. Right? Star. Rock star. I'm so excited for the Echo series. Yeah,
1: I'm really excited for that. You really went with that. (laughs) Because, uh, She's been she's been killing it as Echo. Um Yeah, then she she also kinda learned during this during that fight, um, that like he got tipped off about the whole gang from her boss, who we later mm-hmm. found out is Kingpin. And then right. she started putting it together that like, you know, the Kazi, her cousin, like, why wasn't he there? He should mm-hmm. he was like the right hand. Why weren't you involved? And she pretty much just put it together that like it was a setup yeah um so that probably i think episode,
0: for- episode five too we also got like that really cool scene between yelena and kate when she broke into her apartment and she's like got the mac and cheese and they're oh, just yeah. like talking yeah. i thought that was like such a just fantastic scene for both of them is just actresses and how they were like playing off of each other and like they again both have a lot of charisma in the roles that they're playing yelena's accent i don't know if you're russian please tell me how yelena's accent sounds i think it sounds great personally right um, yeah
2: <laughs> but
0: i don't know what everybody else is giving with it and it was just like a really nice contrast of the two characters what they represent but then also like that little bonding in there you feel like with yelena she used to be the annoying little sister to natasha now natasha's gone and like she's grown up and like, like here kate is kate is the new annoying little sister and like that energy is just like real and she you can tell she's like genuinely enjoying her it's like she said she's like thank you for the mm-hmm. girls night I might have threatened to kill uh-huh. you and do all that stuff, but like I'm having a good time. And then even so at the end, when she follows Eleanor and sees him with King Penn and she sees Kate sends Kate the information, it's like, this is who hired me to kill Clint. Thought you should know. Love that. <laughs> Messy, I
1: love it. <laughs> love um, that. Um also really did love when um Kate was like, you know, I'm glad I didn't kill you. Then Elena was like, Girl <laughs> <laughs> Like, really? <laughs> Um, so yeah, episode five, we pretty much see the uh, face of Kingpin and like the phone. And um, did you think that it was going to be the same Kingpin from Netflix? Yes. At the end,
0: yeah, it's Well They can bring everybody back from Daredevil, not Electro, but everybody else can come back. <laughs> like, I mean,
1: if, I mean, if we and we don't have to bring back uh everybody, but.
0: We can bring at Matt, Kingpin, Foggy, Karen, and I guess Punisher, because people like him.
1: We don't need Foggy or Karen. We can keep, just keep it moving. <laughs> oh
0: like you, you need, and I think this is like the thing about Daredevil that a lot of people don't really realize is that like when you have so many of these people who have super identities and all that stuff, uh, and they like tell their spouses, the spouses are usually like, oh, okay, like we'll accept it. This is who you are. Like go out, do your thing. Matt's friends are like, you are crazy. Okay. <laughs> they're like, they're like yeah. something is wrong with you, sir. Like, you are a normal human being. Like, these are not things you should be doing. And you kind of need that in your life a little bit sometimes. It's like bringing back, now, especially Matt, because Matt will get beat up. If there's one thing Matt's going to do, he's going to get beat up.
1: This is true. Especially he will jump into a fight. <laughs> um... <laughs> so then we move right on into um episode six. And this is the finale. And I have to say that every superhero, like, gets their finale moment, you know, where they get to use their powers in a really cool Mm way, and everybody gets to do, like, their their superhero scene. I really enjoyed Hawkeyes, where, you know, he got to shoot all the arrows, all Mm -hmm. the trick arrows, and they got to do all the, got the fight with Yelena and stuff. I I enjoyed that
0: his superhero moment was for him, and I
1: I like that. Same with Kate.
0: And it was natural. It was like it was arrows. And it's like you kinda think like, oh, what are they about to do like with a bunch of arrows? And it's like, no, they show them making all these trick arrows. They show this is the streets. This is exactly what I'd be saying to you guys. Like, this is where the heroes are. You watch them building themselves from the ground up, coming and doing exactly what needs to be done. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. The flips, it was great.
1: The flips are dope. I will say that, you know, I do like to get down in the streets. Um and that one move where Yelena, like, used her bow to, like, jump off of it and, like, kickflip this one dude, I thought that was really dope. Um, I also have to say, the entire fight between Yelena and uh, Kate, while they Kate. were fighting through that building. Ronnie, that was need,
2: so well dope. They
1: need to go ahead and pay uh David Aha because that felt literally like it was straight out of a comic. And, like, with his panels where they would be, like, fighting through something like that, so...
0: They did. I like that. that. Was, I like, like it. extremely well choreographed too. Like great yeah. scene. Yeah, I bet they did that. I bet they did that in one take because they're just that talented. It was just great. And <laughs> it then looked, even it when great. you, when yeah, you get to the end and like Yelena does the thing with her little uh, her little gun and she like scales down the building and she's like running down. Like that's
1: hot. Mhm. That was hot.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> Kate let Let's <laughs> try to do that afterwards. <laughs> really nice. really I th- nice. I thought that this this finale was fantastic. When Echo comes out with her like new blown out yaki,
2: I was like, "Come on!"
0: Oh, baby,
2: out with the black <laughs> and
0: the gloves, the middle part. The, and
1: the middle
0: part. And she was like, "What?" I was like, "Yes." <laughs> I was like, "This is what we came yes. for." I was like, this is exactly what I came here to see. And I was like, she did what she needed to do. Really great. And again, like, even kind of rounding out her story towards the end where she goes to confront Kingpin. Before you even get into that, Kingpin tossing Kate around like a rag doll. During no. that- <laughs> oh, my God. he was He was
1: truly, like, just tossing her around
0: like tossing her around like it was i was cracking up watching that scene it was like so funny and she was like trying everything and i loved even this part where she like did the too dangerous arrow and like it exploded in front of him and you like see him getting like blown back but he's still getting up it's just showing the resilience of <laughs> fisk. and it was like what a guy what a villain that is my kingpin mm-hmm. vincent vincent did that Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah they're the best uh, um so then we get do we get to the
1: confrontation between Maya and Kingpin though and she, you know
0: And that pulls out the gun and is and it's boom. That is straight from a comic book. Like uh like that story arc where Maya is like fighting Daredevil and she's figuring all that stuff out and she finally does confront Kingpin, she comes up to him with her little golden gun and she's like, I know you killed my dad he's like, Don't do this, I love you and she like pop, pop, pops both his eyes out. And it's just like, wow, it's beautiful. It's an absolutely beautiful scene. And it was really great to see it recreated. Like you said, like so much of this series, and I think that's probably why this series was so good. So much of it felt like it came straight from the comic book that you were like reading exactly what you read on the pages. And it was just, um, it was great. I, I love this series. It makes me very hopeful for the rest of the MCU. I feel like we are now going up after a couple stumbles in the beginning. And I'm excited mm-hmm. more. She-Hope now, for Moon Knight now. Um, we'll see what happens with Miss Marvel. Again, I'm excited for Echo. I think we found a good footing. I'm ready.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for what we've got next coming out of the MCU for these Disney Plus shows, because like you said, they're all pretty exciting right now because I did enjoy this a lot. Um, and I'm I'm kind of hyped for what's to come. We're gonna see about Ms. Marvel. I wanna know how, why they changed her powers or, or what the, what they do with those.
0: little miss lantern
1: now (laughs) we'll see Mm, i don't know about that at all um (laughs) overall what would you what would you give this series
0: Mm, i would give this a solid like 4.5 out of 5. um i loved a lot of what was done with it i loved the the cash that came in i loved the reveals that happened. I love, like, even though we kind of, like, figured Kate's mama was doing some bad stuff, like, how that came about and, like, what goes on next, I still mm-hmm. think she's going to be Madame Mask at some later point in time, so it's, like, I'm happy to build up to that. Um, I, I, yeah, I thought it was great. I did not really care for that ending scene where Hawkeye finally brought his wife the Rolex and she turned it over and it was, like, a shield thing. I was like, I don't know if you try and to make this Miss Mockingbird, but that's not going to fly with me, because I need to... <laughs> I think that's what they were trying right? to do. No, I no, no, no. <laughs> need to get Miss Bobby Morse on the phone. Okay. You can call it. if we go be doing this multiverse thing, we can call Miss Adrian Pilecki, who played the role on Adrian's <laughs> shield and bring her back, give her a nice little coin so she can do what she needs to do. We're not gonna do that. Mm-hmm. All right. They tried it a little bit. They played they played with that <laughs> for real. I was like, Oh, this is really how they gonna do Bobby? Mm mm. We're not we not having that. So like that's dead that. Call Adrian. <laughs> Let's do it right. Yeah, what about but I would
1: also end up giving this show a um a 4.5 out of five. It was really fantastic. I was engaged every week um when they were watching it. I um enjoyed just like all the action in it and like just mm-hmm. the way that they handled um the dis- different disabilities in it were very like tactful. I really appreciated that stuff too. So um hi. Yeah. I liked it a lot. It was hot. It's
0: giving. We back yelena and yelena was in it too since so like so that's the girl so many i had people like sending me um tweets and stuff like i'm really starting to like yelena now and i was like welcome i love that I'm happy that you're <laughs> getting to experience this. You can pick up Kelly Thompson's Black Widow book that she's starring in right now. There was just the um, mm-hmm. Winter Guard miniseries that she was a part of. Like, let's digest that content. We, I'm pretty sure the Thunderbolts are still coming to the MCU, so we're going to see her again. She is the new daughter. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a little White and Widow. You know, I wouldn't be surprised either,
1: because Florence is killing it as that character, and if that happens, I would not be surprised if if she ends up in the Thunderbolts in the MCU, I bet they put her in the Thunderbolts in the comics. I
0: love this. I love that song. Turn it's the on. volume up. <laughs> it's coming.
1: All right, y'all. Well, then that brings us to the end of the show. Make sure you guys please rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And you can find us at un- <clears throat> another relaunch. Excuse me. You can find us on Twitter at another relaunch. You can also find us on Instagram. You can watch us if you want to hang out at another Relaunch TV on YouTube. Uh, you can find me on most social media platforms at L Z. Keenan, where can they find you?
0: You guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at KenanLanch. You know there's an underscore at the end. And I um, just want to let you guys know we will be taking a small break for the new year. So we look forward to seeing you again in 2022 and talking with you with all new stuff and all new comic books. And thank you for riding along. It's been fantastic
1: yes thank y'all so much for riding along we really appreciate all the love and support um happy new year uh yeah and then we'll happy see y'all uh, next year. year
0: see you next year oh my god alright you
1: all right y'all peace out